Welcome to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon DiPerno, joined always by my co-host, Matt Hannafin. And whoever preyed on our downfall, well, you pretty much got us because Dame is not no longer Dame Dalla. Dame is a buck. And uh, I think like most of the <laughs> nation today, we're a little surprised and a lot disappointed. And uh, I'll love it up to Matt for first impressions here, but not great wait you're telling me this wasn't the the podcast where we discussed the meaning of life and death and everything no um i mean i have a lot of thoughts we can go in several different directions we could pick this apart any way you want to so i'm actually gonna double lob back to you like where do you where do you kind of want to start with this because there's so many different directions that we can go i mean obviously we're not happy um no and let's let, let's start it here. When did you know this wasn't going to happen? Because for me, it started to take uh, it started to take, you know, form about a week and a half ago. As soon as the other team started, I mentioned as soon as I saw the Raptors, I knew things were fucked. Sorry, Surya, you might have to edit that one out. Um, but I knew I knew I knew we were done because as soon as the Raptors get involved, like, uh, let's face it, they've got they got Kawhi on a rental and won a championship. Masai is and Bobby Webster are not afraid to go for a home run like that. So as soon as I saw the Raptors there, I knew that Portland was dealing with other teams. And I mean, Anthony and Barry, um, Barry Jackson, Anthony Chang, um, Man, they they report stuff to the minute on this. And, you know, there were reports saying that the Dame to the Heat were imminent. And then Barry and Anthony would bring them back down to earth and be like, well, I don't know how that's a possibility because they haven't talked since, what, early July? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at least from the reporting that we got, um, not, not you and I got directly, but like that we got as like the public um, from different out- outlets, including like Five Reasons Sports, the Miami Herald, et cetera, et cetera, was that it was like summer league. Like that was the last time they actually yeah. sat down and had at least a meaningful discussion. Uh, Portland and Miami, uh, I mean, but yeah. What do you and think I mean, the- if, to answer your question about like when I thought I knew, when I thought it, it was when I got my notification today. That's when I thought okay. it was officially over for like, to, for like in the instance of Toronto, I'll be honest. I wasn't really worried. I thought Toronto was using that as like a position of leverage again when they when they traded. I don't for know, them. man. Shams Wait, tweeted that. Shams tweeted that Toronto secured Davis. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, but in this, in the sense that they were in different, they were in a different position when they acquired Kawhi versus now, right? Like they were more, they were built for contention when they acquired Kawhi. Obviously, that kind of that kind of came out of left field as well. But like with this. What like you could? I think Michael Granger is the one who reported this this week. That like usually they kind of massage like they get them they get involved in discussions because they kind of like want to know what's happening. And again, I think for like if you're Toronto, what what's the downside of not like just be like throwing yourself into the discussion and not trying to raise Miami's price if that's the case? If you really know you don't have a shot for Damian Lillard, which I don't think Toronto did because I mean they're like I don't think they want to give up. Siakam form. Obviously, they don't want to give up Scotty form, and then it's just the price of like OG and Grady Dick and maybe a couple picks. Like there was like there was a price discrepancy, and I don't think they were just trying to like get themselves involved in the discussion as like a leverage play. That's kind of like where my perspective was at that. But 
Yeah, the moment I thought it was over for Miami was when I got the notification and my phone started blowing up from different fan, like different friends and group chats and everything blowing up, like saying like, holy shit, <laughs> Milwaukee got I, I, Dame. And it was just like, that's when I that's when I instantly thought it was over. And even then, it, it was still like a shell shock. I didn't even find out from Twitter, man. I had my good buddy Isaiah from university, who is a huge Knicks fan. Just send me a sorry about Dame. And I know he feels it. Like he knows I'm a big Heat fan. He's like, oh, you know, Brandon's gonna feel a little depressed. But I know him as a Nick fan. And after the playoffs, you know, I know he was excited to write that message. So shout out to you, Zeke. It didn't happen this time. Yeah, no, it's I mean, again, like where do you kind of want to start with this? In terms like um, because what obviously it, like what do you think in summary, deal? this was a like again, sorry if you have to edit this out, Syria, but a dog shit day for Miami. It just in it's, terms of like, okay, what? actually, I, I have an idea. Let's go from we'll go two places. We're gonna start. Um, we're gonna let's 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 talk about what you think of the deal, and let's talk about where the Heat go from here with mm-hmm. <laughs> a handful of days before immediate day. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so. So. Um, I think from what I've seen, I've seen so many variations of this on Twitter. So um, I can't tell you what's what, but from what I've seen, Miami offered um, a better deal, I want to say. I'm really surprised at how this happened. I'm surprised that Phoenix let Aiton go and didn't see how he would thrive or see how he would do under a different coach. Because his problem was with uh, the last coach. I think, yeah, his problem was with the last coach. Um, it, it almost seems like Phoenix is letting Milwaukee win another championship. Was the was the tweet that I I saw um, the most? Um, but yeah, I just thought I thought the deal was for scraps. I thought the Heat's offer or what their best offer could have been, and I you know I don't know I don't know what they offered. I've like I'm not privy to what the front office uh, offered. I haven't listened to Five Reasons today if they put something out that kind of went through it. So I, I will later. Um, but from what I've seen, uh, you know, it was, it was Tyler, it was, uh, potentially Jaime and, uh, potentially, uh, Jovic, um, two picks, uh, and then they were waiting on Caleb, um, about maybe throwing him in as well, which I think is a better offer. Tyler would have gone to what, San Antonio. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So yeah, I, uh, you know, like I did. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, poor. Well, it, if this is it's just a straight up spite move, then it's like you know, hey, it's good for that's you. That's what you can look at it as. I mean, that's what. Yeah, like- I mean, it, it, it's possible. Um, I just find it weird, man. And mm-hmm. like, I I don't know if Pat Riley is hey so hated among other NBA front offices that you would want to spite the guy. Um, but. It's weird to me in a relationship-oriented business like the NBA where you have to work with other teams to achieve deals to get your team better. You would risk isolating the Miami Heat as a potential trade partner for any other trade while Pat Riley is sitting in the president's chair. I think it's a weird weird move to make. Um, you know, it's it, like, are they that mad about Hassan? <laughs> no, it's it It probably has, to, has a lot to do with uh, who Dame requested his trade to. And his the way he went about it, or the way that he and Aaron Goodwin went about it, because it's like if he did this, if it, if if it was more of like a, what you typically see, where you just had you you requ- you request a trade and you have like two or three teams, so to speak, on your list, 
and you obviously have one team at the top and then like the two and three are are considerably lower than that and at least there were reports that came out after this trade saying like that like dame opened up about wanting to go to brooklyn and milwaukee a week and a half ago i don't know how valid that is but Uh that's interesting because that's just like if he if he did that then it was never gonna he was he was never going to Miami, right? But like I, I, I think that was part of like why Joe Cronin had so much angst towards Miami, and obviously like they didn't like Miami's offer because Miami understandably lowballed them, as we kind of talked about before. Um, about like okay, if you request a trade to one specific team. Obviously, that team that you request to has all the leverage, right? And so then you're you're sitting there lowballing, and then Portland, and we, what we, reportedly what we've heard over these last couple two three months is that they were going out and speaking with other teams and seeing if they could find a better offer. Um, and Miami just kind of thought they were bluffing, and it looked like it, in this case Miami kind of overplayed their hand a little bit. And but to not even reengage that's the weirdest part of it that's the weirdest part of it is like like usually that, that in a position you would go back and re-engage with them and being like hey this is what type of offer that we have like match it but again it felt or like the it. relationship was so strained between cronin and riley or at least the, the the heat front office and the portland front office because again miami was just kind of sitting back mean like you're not gonna like no balls you're not gonna do this like you're not gonna take a worse offer just to spite us like you're, you're you're not going to get a better offer than what we can offer you, and uh, and then Portland's just like bet, like we're going to do that, and that's ultimately what it, happened. It's, Again, like, it's it's just a weird way to conduct business, man. It's like it's, it's like it's not good. Business. Like it's not a good way to conduct business, and you can also argue the fact that Damian Lillard requesting a trade to one team isn't also a good way to conduct business. But that's sure, a different discussion. Hardly the first. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's not the first star to do it. Like James Harden's in the right. club right, right now in bottle service with a big old sign that says <laughs> Daryl Morey's a liar. Number one, hilarious. Number two, this <laughs> yeah. you know, um, is an effective way to get traded to a team of your liking. You know, if Dame was in the club, like hosted listening parties for his Dame Dollop friggin' uh, album, you know, and he's got a big old sign that says Dame to Miami or, you know, like um, Joe Cronin is over. Badiah staying from Iron Man One, like uh, you know, I making I movie references like, now, huh? You know me. <laughs> I know, dude. You don't want to watch me. I figured you've seen Iron Man One. <laughs> no, I have not. This is this is this day is disappointing on so many levels. <laughs> I apologize, Brandon. No, uh, um, no, it's it's fair, dude. Uh, it's just like look, you wouldn't even do a fantasy football trade this way, which makes makes like and just feels like I'm taking crazy pills. Yeah, well, I mean, comparing this to fantasy football, it's been a long day for all of us. No, uh, but I mean, like, like it's it's just it's I, I present that as the basic way one inexperienced person in you know would conduct a trade in fantasy football. They might see, oh, so <laughs> you know, you offer you. <laughs> You offered me this free. You offered me Kareem Hunt four weeks ago for my best player, and you know, and I didn't take that, or, or I decided to take that offer and not listen to another offer. Yeah, you know what I mean, like that's you know, maybe that's maybe it's just been a wild day, and that's a bad comparison. But and at least you know, like uh, that's someone would do due diligence here. 
that's the difficulty with what I'm having trying to gather all my thoughts with this is like at some point in our, our guy Dan was kind of on this uh, early was like maybe they just don't want to trade Dame to Miami like that maybe that just ultimately what it came down to like maybe if maybe maybe there's a world where they actually talk I mean obviously like they're it's like it's like having like a husband and an ex-wife in the same room. Like maybe they just talk. Maybe there's some 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 strain there. Uh, but maybe they sit down and talk. And like even if Miami matches Portland's asking price in this two or three or four team scenario, because I think Miami was talking to other teams and trying to like configure this out. I don't think they were just sitting on their hand. Wait, I, I think they were waiting for Portland to go back to them and being like, hey, like, what do you actually want in this deal? Because Portland really wasn't making it obvious from the multiple points that we got out of like five reasons. Like they don't even know what the hell they're doing. Uh, Portland doesn't. That's kind of like Miami's perspective from that. And obviously it's one perspective. Another team could have a different perspective or another like Portland can have their own perspective, whatever. Um, but like what we got from there is that like they're not talking to us and we have no idea what the hell they want. I'm sure Miami is trying to call different teams being like, Hey, do you want to like configure this trade? And obviously we heard like there's noise from Brooklyn about wanting Tyler here at one point. There was obviously San Antonio. There was, uh, there's Phoenix in this last week, but the Deandre Ayton thing, like Deandre Ayton, this, this kind of configuration of him being involved in this trade has been, there's been smoke around that for one to two weeks. Um, Obviously, again, Milwaukee was another team that just came out of left field. Like uh, Toronto was in the discussion of like maybe they're going to facilitate the trade, not actually trade for Damian. Like there are multiple teams in the, involved in these discussions, and maybe it just ultimately came down to being like we're going to spite. Like maybe from Portland's angle, it's like we're going to spite Miami because like we don't want to just give them what they want. Or like maybe they don't want we don't I don't even think it's like we want to give Dame what he want like we just don't want to give Miami like obviously because they're lowballing the hell out of us like maybe that was actually the case in the end um, and that's what I like maybe if a team just doesn't want to do business with you then you just like how much blame can you put on the heat front office but at the same time like it, I have a hard time like can Miami just like kind of at least. Obviously, they're again, and Miami's not going to bid against themselves. But at the same time, obviously, I'm saying this in hindsight. Like, wouldn't you kind of just want to to put more assets in, maybe an original, like, or maybe like call them back or something? Like, I don't I even. Mean, again, we're not there in the front office, so we I, really I don't, don't know what's going on the day to day. But like, maybe like, can you just push a little bit more in to get this deal done? Because like, this is the guy that you wanted to land to put alongside Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo, and. Portland just kind of made you look silly in the end and to some extent of like they thought we weren't going to do what we did and now they're left empty-handed with this roster which no disrespect to the Heat roster but it's obviously not a championship contending roster relative to to Boston or Milwaukee at this point. I agree. I agree. I, I think we're going to – it puts us in a weird pickle. Um, it, is, it does. And that's where like I have a hard time like – should I be mad at the Heat front office, or should I be more mad at Portland? Ma- Maybe it's I'm, both. You, Maybe it's not. I'm less I'm, mad about. I'm less mad about this. I'm more mad about Bradley Beal because he could have been had for nothing. Right. That um, that's what makes this all the more frustrating. It's like the Heat they were in position to acquire Bradley Beal for ben- pennies on the dollar because of his no trade clause. They there were reports that came out in the latter part of like the the last like 48 hours of that deal. Being like, hey, like maybe Miami's not as interested in Bradley Beal because they want Damian Lillard, and now we're here talking about we're all for two. 
you're talking about Portland getting pennies on the dollar for Damian Lillard when Miami could have potentially made more of an effort, not to say they didn't, because I think it's very clear at this point that they wanted Damian Lillard, but and Portland. Oh, wasn't and, and it's not like it's not like the Heat are going to get Drew Holiday out of this. Like, uh, if Joe <laughs> didn't want to do business with them before, he doesn't want to do business with them now. Is it a good yeah. decision for Portland? No. Are they a team recognized for making good decisions? Well, ask Sam Bowie. You know, uh, because because uh, uh, you know they could have very much had Michael Jordan in '84, and l- l- turned out well for them. Uh, so you know, I. Uh, I'm gonna probably take pack, uh, take flack from Portland for that, but I mean Jordan's got six championships and Portland didn't have any. Um, whatever, whatever the case, uh, yeah, it's a, it's. I'm not. I don't want to put disdain on the Heat front office. They're exceptional, and they've done a lot with with very little over the last four years. They've done a lot over the last two decades. They've been fantastic. They've gone to the. On two of the last four NBA finals when literally everybody counted them out. They were the eighth seed last year, and you know, they're three games away uh from winning championship. I think it was either you or Dan posted that today. Uh, but it's it's it true. wasn't me. Oh, it, okay, it must so, have been Dan. Must have been Dan. But it's Which, true. Shout out Dan. Hope hope he's doing all right. He's doing okay. Yeah, yeah. I did dance doing well. He wrote a good piece today, and yeah, uh, you know, pretty much sanity checked all of us. Uh, because but the same, like I again, I disagree with some of it, but like, yeah. it's. But I think we both can agree this was a colossal failure, it, and that happens. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. happens. It was a colossal like, failure. I will defend Pat Riley to my dying breath because that man is so cool. But <laughs> uh, he did say many times, "All I need um, is a player to pretty much say that I want to come to Miami and we'll get him." That's the weirdest part about this, though, because it's like there's not much precedent of a player requesting a trade to one team and ultimately or like one or two teams, whatever the case is, and ultimately not getting what he wants in the end. And yeah, like like it worked with Jimmy. Right. At least but, in the end. It didn't work. Initially, yeah, but it worked in the, end. in the end. And like, look, like, Tibbs wanted Bam out of bio. That wasn't going to happen. No, no. And I, I mean, like, I, I respect them for holding on to Bam. Uh, like basically traded Jimmy for Jay Rich and got Jay Rich back. And now they're teammates. <laughs> I know, which is which is pretty cool if you think about it in the grand scheme of thing. And, you know, Jay Rich is probably due for a bounce back year. Uh, but, you know, if that's the only positive and, well, and signing RJ Hampton today, if those are the only positives, heavy quotation marks, um, then this was, this offseason was a failure. Like, and don't get me wrong, man. I am pumped to have Kevin Love back. He's so cool, too. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> but, I'm just kidding. But at the same time, <laughs> we are middling, headed into this season, headed into media day. You have Tyler Hero, who's been in trade rumors for the last three years. You have Kyle Lowry, who's been in trade rumors for the last uh, last year as your only point guard. I would argue this team doesn't have a point guard because I don't know what to expect out of Kyle Lowry at this point. I mean, Kyle Lowry will be fine. Um, like the guy's been injured the last, uh, for, for an entire year, you know, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me pre- like, actually that, that was a mean way of saying it. I'm sorry, Kyle, if you're listening to this, the Heat don't have a starting caliber point guard. We're really I mean, relying on Tyler here to be that point guard that he was, or we're kind of. Miami's going to be pushing Tyler Hero into what he did in 2021 when he was like they they gave him more ball handling responsibility and obviously the that results work, from though. that didn't turn out uh in that at least in that specific season but like 
that's what Miami's relying on right now. Cause I mean, I don't think Kyle starts. No, right now. I think they're going to use him more of like, they're going to, who are they going to start? They're going to start quiet. It's preseason is in two weeks. Tyler <laughs> hero, Tyler hero, Josh Richardson, Jimmy Butler, Kevin Love, Bam Adebayo. That's your start. My prediction. My prediction. I'm not saying it's going to happen. My prediction. I mean, look, uh, you got a Hall of Fame point guard on your roster. I feel like he's going to get some. He might not play more than 25 minutes a night, but he's going to start the game. I think he's going to close it. I don't think he's going to start it. I think he's going to start. But like, we're going to see any like uh, I. I, There's still you could still make a trade. uh, Just it's just for who who. Who who are they going to trade yeah, for? And and where and then obviously if you don't, then where will the Heat be closer to trade deadline? Because I don't know how competitive this team is right now. I hope they surprise me, um, but it's really easy to forget after an incredible playoff run how crappy this team was last year. <laughs> right, right. I was thinking this about was that a- earlier today. I was like, wait, if that playoff, if we just lose to the Bulls. In the play-in game, like, we were three minutes away. That game was that it, season was a disaster. No, it, it, it's like people don't believe us. Like you know, like you go on Twitter and everyone's praying on the Miami Heat's downfall. You know, the cheer for different fan bases because we're able to pull off these miraculous things. But it's like if you listen to any podcast that Matt and I was on, were on prior to May or prior to April. Oh, we did not have good things to say last year. Like it, it was tough to watch the Heat. And don't get me wrong, I like watching Jay Rich. Uh, I like watching Kevin Love. I love watching Jimmy. I love watching Bam. Um, but with that being said, I don't expect anything out of this team right now. I'm going into I'm going into this year kind of the same way I went to went into the one last dance here was to enjoy watching Heat basketball and then you know. Watching wow. other teams, so it's 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 like at least I'm setting very low expectations at this yeah, point. I was gonna say um, because like that that's not fair to put them in the one last dance here. I put them the year before where they got um, eliminated in the first uh, round of the playoffs um, with Wade coming back at the end um, because like I did, you know I could be totally wrong. Tyler Hero could have an All Star year. Bam could have another All Star year. Jimmy could decide to play uh, you know like Michael Jordan more you know in more games than the playoffs uh you know jovic could be summer or sorry could be fibo jovic and uh jaime could be incredible we don't know so it's like it's it's hard it's hard to kind of be preemptive about this stuff but it's like looking at it, this roster on paper it, it's really surprising me when you know you get reports i think it was uh from barry and ira today that well the heat like the heat like their team and it's it's just we saw we saw in June that I like the team last year too, but two of your starters are gone, and we still didn't have enough to beat uh, um, Jokic. <laughs> Jeez, Jokic, Jokic is going to screw with me for the whole season. Um, we we didn't have enough, so it's like we had an opportunity to get another piece, and instead, not only did you not get it. But it went to one of your rivals in the Eastern Conference who, you know, I think it would be really funny if the Heat still beat the Milwaukee Bucks again. Uh, but, you know, is that happening? Miami lost two starters. I think I've been on record by saying, I don't know if I've been on record on here, but I've been on record elsewhere saying that I think Josh Richardson could be better individually 
than both Gabe and Max for last year, maybe the last couple of years. I really think he it's kind of an underrated signing throughout the league that Miami was able to get Josh Richardson on a minimum. But combined, I don't think that's the case. But Miami lost two starters, uh, and they had a player ask for like to get traded to Miami. Like this was a guy that was supposed to put Miami over the top. Like, right, Miami's won the most playoff games. Since Jimmy's arrived there, I think I think the exact number is like 37. Milwaukee's actually not far behind him. Um, Miami's won the most playoff games since Jimmy Butler's arrived. They made it to they made it to the NBA Finals more than any other team in the league over that span. They had they they came short because they couldn't score. The defensive struggles last year were prominent. I get that. Um, at least against Jokic, it's hard to defend Jokic. No, right. was You're defending. Absolutely, You're absolutely right. Bam is defending his ass off, and it just didn't matter because Jokic is just that talented of a player. Like that's just ultimately was the case. Um, you needed a you needed a Dame. You needed a thirty plus point score. You need right, and it was like there was no better. I, like I I I was texting a friend about this earlier today. I this is my personal opinion. I don't know if you you might agree with this. You might not. There is no better fit, perhaps in the entire league alongside Jimmy and Bam than Dame. And we said, because they already had rapport. Right. And even if like available, unavailable, like I just don't think there's a better fit. There's very good fits, but I don't know if there's a better fit. And the fact that Miami wasn't able to land that better fit, whether it was some spiteful bullshit, whatever the case was, they weren't able to land them. And that's, the part that like I just can't get over in my head because if not now when oh well that's the that's if the not rub. now when like what like I don't know it's like and that's the thing like do you wait it out do you see if certain teams thought they could, could like do you see if a Chicago for example is just faltering right from the get-go and like really go after someone like Zach Levine and you think that puts you over the top do you wait to see if somebody else gets disgruntled and go after them. Like uh, it's because that method has not worked. It hasn't worked since it doesn't, it's not working. And the fact that Jimmy Butler is going to be 34 next year, like he's not getting any younger. And to add on top of that, with the new second apron rules, it's going to be harder to aggregate salaries to acquire these players via trade. Unless if these guys hit free agency and Miami finds a way to land them in somehow, some way like it, it's it's going to be harder to get this shit done. And so, like, this was the offseason to get it done. And the fact that you had a guy who was asking to join your team. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. That's the part it's, that, I, again, I just can't get over it, like, in my own head. Like, again, it could be because of some spiteful bullshit. It could be because Pat wasn't aggressive enough. It could be multiple of those things, honestly. It could be multiple of factors. But the fact that Damian Lillard is now on – it's maybe the worst case scenario from Miami's perspective. It's like you didn't go to like a team out West that vaulted them no. to the number one seed. It wasn't like a Bradley Beal situation where he went to the Western conference or and now they're no competing in that death race because that conference is just loaded with teams. Yeah. They got traded to one of the two teams that Miami considers them that, that Miami likely considers above them, even though they beat Milwaukee and Boston two times over the last four years in the playoffs apiece. By these are the like these are the, this Milwaukee is a team that Miami sees as a contender. We're not and even I'm not saying that because I know 
the heat front off. I don't, I don't have any sources again, but like, it's kind of common knowledge at this point that, that Milwaukee is a team that will be a perennial contender in the East. And the fact that Damian Lillard was traded to one of those teams, one of the couple of teams being Boston or Milwaukee, Milwaukee being the team in this case. Well, that's let, let's, run, let's run through it, Matt. Are the Heat better than the Milwaukee Bucks? Yes or no? No. Are the Heat better than the Boston Celtics? Yes or no? No. I mean, they, did, they have beaten them, but they're not better. Right, on- right. but as we sit right now, like on paper with their current roster headed into the season. I'm Are gonna, we assuming everyone's healthy? Yeah, yeah. Literally, everybody on the team is, uh, is a blank slate, healthy, headed into the season. Okay, uh, so better than Boston. You said no. Are we better than Philly? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Are we better than the Cleveland Cavs? Uh, maybe. Or I do they, like are their team on, well, but on, probably on par. We're, we're on par. Okay. Better than the Knicks? Yes. Okay. I, 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 you know, I don't want to be, sound like I'm more confident in Cleveland and Philly than I am the Knicks, but uh, no, not, I think we're on the same level as like we're on par with the Knicks as well. I think we're better than them, but I think we're we're on that same on tier. Par. Okay, so we're in that you, same tier. Right? That's probably the best way to describe. Then you'd say we're better than the Nets. Yes. Okay. What about the Hawks? Yes. Okay, and uh, Chicago and Toronto. Yes. Okay, so that puts us middling. We're middling, and is middling and it, make, it kind of makes me think too, right? Is middling that bad? Um, like well, they were fifth in the Eastern Conference when the bubble happened, I think, and they went to the finals. Um, they were number one. Or then, then we had a really crappy year and we got bounced by. Um, we got swept by the Bucks, and the Heat were number one in the East with a very similar roster. And then went to the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7. And then we were 8th. And then we went to the Eastern Conference Finals Game 7. And then the Finals. You know? So it's like they've... they've When push comes to sub, they're good. But Jimmy can't be a world beater. Um, like his prime is ending soon. Yeah. You know? That's exactly the like reason why it's so We go for home runs now. And, and, this is, and this is where things kind of get a little hazy for me. Because it's like, well, what's the move, man? You didn't trade Tyler. So, in my eyes, you're committing to Tyler and Bam as the future of the franchise, and Jimmy's window is slam shut. Yeah. That's really yeah. how, like, especially with now, again, Damian Lillard. It, it was different 24 hours ago when Damian Lillard wasn't on the damn box. But, yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay. It's like, nice job, Jim. Like, we gave it a good shot. And it's not, it's not like the Heat to, to concede that way, but it's like the team is young now. You got an expiring Kyle Lowry. You got the decent pieces in these young guys, and it's like, do you? I don't. I hate even entertaining this, mostly because I'm about to send a, a jersey over to Dan uh, because he won the won the giveaway. Um, the Jimmy Butler jersey, but do you entertain trading Jimmy Butler? No, no, Miami wouldn't do that, and Jimmy wouldn't want that. So I know Jimmy wants to stay with the Heat. The, the, like the rest of his career, and I respect that. I want Jimmy there too. Miami would but never do that. Hypotheticals, sake of listeners. Um, no, I, I don't think so. Well, I don't think they do that. But is I, Jimmy I, staying in Miami over a possibility of winning a ring at this stage in his career? Because it's gonna, it's like how long? How long 
do you think Jimmy, like Jimmy doesn't play a full season every year anyway. And he, he gets injured every year anyway. He's what, 34 this year. How many more years do you think he has in him? Of, of this world beater capability. A, a couple, like on, like genuinely, I think a couple. So you think, so let's, let's be generous and give him two, two years of incredible world beater, super Saiyan Jimmy play. You know, I think, two, still, I think two is a good number. Yeah. Like okay, I, cool. if I'm being like completely honest, like again, they were one Josh Hart ankle injury away from him going on this insane playoff run. Of course. And of course. Weird shit happens in the playoffs. Weird shit happens in the regular season. Weird shit happens in basketball over an 82-game schedule. Anyways. But that basically means this this is a you know, this is another 2021 throwaway year, then. This is what it's looking like. And then you and and it's like it's just a waste. It I mean I hate to put it that way, or I hate I hate for you to put it that way, but it's it's just it's just what the cards read right now, right? Like it, things to could some shift. extent, yeah. I mean, again, I don't think this team is a championship contender. No, but no. Fuck, I didn't think I, so last year in the playoffs. And guess what? They they I'm not saying they'll do it again. It's highly unlikely. The odds are be, all against them. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be a fun team to watch. I just don't. I don't think are we're all they? that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think uh, Bam taking a step, Tyler taking a step. And then seeing the young guys come into their own a little bit and seeing Jay Rich back on the team now with Jimmy, that's going to be fun to watch for the Heat diehards. There are going to have parts of it that will be fun. I don't disagree, right, but, but like you're still going to feel you're going to feel a huge gap on what this team should be. Yeah, I mean, that that's true. That's true. But like last year was so effing hard and they have practically have the same team outside of Gabe and Max. Well, yeah, they're missing Gabe and Max. You mean you need Duncan Robinson to be the Duncan Robinson that scored five threes a game. But is That's he gonna thing. be allowed to do that again? In this well, they have no choice. <laughs> That's the thing. He's like, gonna crack the rotation. That's my. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, he, he he was he was solid in the playoffs. Like, look, man, there's there's a lot of intangibles that the Heat have to overcome to be competitive this year, and they're more than capable of doing it. It's just like you need to not be the Toronto Blue Jays. You know, you need to be. You need to have everyone play up to their ability. Brandon, um, they're going to be the Toronto Blue Jays or someone of that caliber. No disrespect to the Toronto Blue Jays. I know what I know where you're going with this. They're going to well, be. You the know Toronto. exactly where I'm going at because if you watch the Toronto Blue Jays this year, then it's like watching the Heat last year. <laughs> Which is a team that is capable of so much better in the regular season, maybe not making it to the playoffs or just making it to playoffs. And I mean, like maybe the Blue Jays will do what the Heat did. Probably not. Um, regardless, man, it's 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 it's, a, it's I think for Heat Nation and like fans of the team, like you and I who watch pretty much every single game, and you even dive deeper than I do because sometimes I don't want to rewatch some of this shit. I rewatch um, every game. I think it's just, I think it's, I know that you, this guy suffers twice, um, <laughs> but I think it's, a, I think it's a hard pill to swallow as a fan base right now. That's used to, we're spoiled fan base, but when something like this happens, it's, it's, it's a, it's a still a hard pill to swallow. And I, and I love, you know, it's a competitive league and fan bases are fickle and fun. Um, and, you know, I kind of like that 
so many are are happy that we didn't get Dame because it's 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 the NBA. This is fun. It's a hobby. You know, we all really enjoy this. It's great escapism. But I think it's a hard pill to swallow for fans right now because we don't know what's next. And that's pretty much all I have to say on the whole thing. I hope I hope things switch up. I hope they do something crazy uh, because that's what makes basketball fun. What but can uh, they do that's crazy. I don't know, man. The writer's strike is over, and you already got Dame news today. The timing is coincidental. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I like where you went with that. Um, like, do you? I mean, before we end this, like, do you think there's like a Buddy Heel trade that they can make at some point during the regular season, or at least yeah, before the season? Why like, not? Do you think man. that's possible? They've, I don't know how pulled, possible that is, but do you think there's any, like they pulled a rabbit out of a hat before, dude? You know, this, you know, they've, they've taken a terrible team and gone 11 and 30 and 30 and 11. They were hard capped when they acquired Jimmy Butler. Um, Well, I mean, they were hard capped after they acquired Butler. They just had no cap space when they got him. That's what makes Andy so beautiful is that the fact that he got Jimmy Butler with no cap space and a four team signing trade. That was pretty cool. Um, Bring me back, bring me back Kelly Olenek. (laughs) Um, And Figure figure something out. Um, I can tell you what's yeah. next. Sorry to interrupt so much, but I can tell yeah, you what's next. And it's the and it's the thirteen guys they got right now plus the two ways. Maybe they bring someone else in, uh, but this is what they got right now, and this is what I'm anticipating heading into uh, October 25th. Like yeah, honestly, I, I think these are the same thirteen that, guys that we'll see, or I, I fourteen see. whoever whoever they have that with that final roster spot. They have to have fourteen by the start of the season. They have thirteen right now, but. I see these guys right now, plus maybe someone they pick up off the minimum or a guy or two or two way that gets converted, whatever. But I think these this is what they got right now, and this is what they're gonna roll with. Maybe like, Austin honestly. goes up on the team uh because he's dying to play for Miami, but at the same Moron. time Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, I'll send you the video. He was uh he was on um he was on JJ Reddick's podcast and he's like, that would be the my like I wanna play there. So I mean that was kind of cool. For the vibes. Uh, well, he just thinks that he would be a really, really good fit. And, then, you know, I think he's at that stage in his career where he wants to play for a spell. Um, oh, I so, thought talk, we're talking about Goron. Oh, uh, no. Oh, Goron. I said Goron. I don't think you heard I was talking about like, Austin Rivers, buddy. Super different. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, like, like Goron for the vibes. Oh, Goron, yeah. For the vibes, for sure. Bring back Gogi. Um, but uh, we can we can pretty much end it here. Um Stay tuned. We'll figure it out. He, get ready for a lot of this up until trade deadline. And Matt and I will be back more often this year on a set schedule to, uh, you know, help you, help you swallow this pill. This is like the biggest pill possible. It's like Mr. Krabs trying to swallow that pill in SpongeBob. <laughs> this is the pill that we got to swallow with this. Matt's got some references, ladies and gents. Thank you for listening. Sorry we didn't get Dame, but hey, Matt and I don't control the team. See you guys, have a good one.